Hello, hello, and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Raziel. I got my man Stick Fix here with me, and we are here to recap the week that was NFL Week Four Sunday slate, and a little bit of that Thursday game. If you even remember that it happened, we're here to recap it. Some of the things we liked, some of the things we were right on. Some of the things we were wrong on, places we won, places we lost. You know how it is. It's fun to recap things, and then we also can look into some of the injury history and injury news to see if we have some waiver wire pickups. Sticks, how you doing today, buddy? I'm all right. It's definitely one of the more gloomier uh, Mondays on the season because we've absolutely crushed weeks one, two, and three. This one, not so much. I actually lost my cash game lineup for the first time in a long, long time. I think since like week seven of last year. And that's when I think uh, whatever, I don't know, Nick Foles was the starting quarterback in my rod. So it was like probably week three or week four last year when he got hurt early. And then mm-hmm. that was it. I remember it like it was yesterday, but felt like a long time ago. And yesterday was another day that you're going to remember an infinite. Hey, man, records are meant to be broken. That that's is true. something that we have to remember. And yeah, but I didn't lose. I didn't lose with injury. So that's why I'm at like I was just off, I guess. Right off the bat, uh, Kenyon Drake and. Daryl Henderson were absolute locks in my cash lineups. And dude, what the hell happened? They just we'll we'll get to we'll get to both those games, obviously, as we're gonna go through each and every game. But the Daryl Henderson one was very confusing. I was watching a lot of that Giants game, and it just feels like Sean McVay reverted to last season rather than where he's been this season, which was two seasons ago. And it felt like it was just a lot of dumb play calling and a lot of stupid stuff. Obviously, they had the turnover, and it was just weird. Like that Giants defense is terrible. Nick Mullins put up 36 points against that Giants defense. There's no reason the Rams didn't put up 40 or 50 um, unless it was just a lack of want, a lack of desire, understanding, hey, they came off a huge almost comeback. It was just a weird game. We'll get to that one. Kenyon Drake, yeah, didn't look so great. Turns out I think he came out of the game, if I'm not mistaken. He's They said he's totally fine now, uh, so that's a good thing. Nothing there, but yeah, just a, just a weird week. The, the locks didn't lock as you normally they do, and that's why we're here to talk about it. And we have to remember this. Keep uh, keep an understanding again. We're very positive for the year. Very, Absolutely. very positive for the year. And I think that part's very important. So, yeah, let's um, let's jump right into it. Let's go back boo, 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 to that Thursday night game. Um, that was much better than everyone expected. We had the Brett Rippon-led Broncos, Sam Darnold, who probably shouldn't have came back in the game because it turns out he probably sprained his shoulder. Adam Gase, how do you still have a job? Uh, Sam Darnold had that awesome touchdown run. Melvin Gordon. Really just had one play as well. I mean, the game overall was, I mean, I'm not going to call it exciting. There was a lot of points, so that was fun. But anything of note from this game? I mean, Tim Patrick, where did this dude come from? That's Rippon's boy. We had the over on his yard, so that was good. Started the week with a bang. We also had Rippon's over, which looked uh, kind of sketchy when he threw the pick six, but plenty of time. I thought they were going to bench him. I was like, no, no, just give give him one more drive. We had it at 204 and a half. He was at 204. (laughs) I saw the second interception. I was like, holy shit, they're going to bench him, and I'm going to lose this bet. But thankfully, he got back in, and we we were totally fine. But it was scary. That was funny. Oh, no, it was good to see uh, Melvin Gordon go absolutely wild for people that still have faith in him. He's relatively low priced in DFS too. I, I know Thursday through Monday slates usually not something that I play, but moving forward, I mean, Melvin Gordon is one of the safer running backs, 23 carries. That was amazing to see that. And they just ran, you know, Jets defense is solid against the run, but they committed to the run and they, they ended up winning that game. So that was awesome. Um, not sure what it's going to look like for Melvin Gordon moving forward when Philip Lindsay comes back. I'm sure it's going to be still be like a 65-35 split in Gordon's favor. We're definitely not going to see like an 85% workload for Melvin Gordon like we saw on Thursday, but 
with how many running backs are hurt, uh, you got to look good. If you if Melvin Gordon's your RB two, you're probably in a lot better spot than most people in your league right now because it's a disaster. It's starting to get pretty bad. Obviously, Nick Chubb went down uh, this week as well. He's going to be out for a few weeks. Austin Eckler. Seems like he's going to be placed on IR as well. Uh, another injury note, unfortunately, Noah Fant looks like he's going to be out for a little while, which kind of sucks. So that's unfortunate. I guess with Noah Fant going out, that's a tight end that goes down. I mean, another tight end on the other side of the field, Chris Herndon. Are Can people stop talking about this guy at this point? Because he's literally just a blocking tight end, essentially, at this point. Yeah, unless your name's Jameson Crowder, everybody for the New York Jets need to be off your roster, right? Uh, I mean, Frank Gore, 13 carries, which is probably top 20 on this week's of football, like for touches as a running back, 30 yards, 2.3 carry. He's just super old, and it's not like they have a good scheme or a good offensive line to help him out. But, yeah, uh, I never want to talk about Chris Herndon. I, I didn't get the hype in the offseason. We've never really seen much from him, just a couple big games, and then he's hurt. But this team's just a disaster. I mean, Crowder is Darnold's boy, and he's a really, really good receiver. Great hands, like that catch he made on the sideline. I think it was like a 50-yard catch. It, was just, mm-hmm. it looked like, a, you know, not like a slot receiver. It looked like an extra Z receiver. So that was awesome uh, to see him go out wide and actually produce too. So Crowder, definitely use him because New York is going to be chasing points all season long, and it's not like they're abandoning the run by any means, but or uh, abandoning the pass just to run the clock out and get these games over with and go get some draft picks. But, yeah, I mean, Crowder is the only New York Jets asset that we should ever talk about moving forward until further notice. Maybe they, uh, maybe Mims, because Mims will play later in the year, right? He should come off the IR soon. So maybe we get, like, there's no reason they shouldn't give Denzel Mims a ton of looks just to see what they have in them. But, yeah, right now, nothing sexy in, in New York. Just play against them in uh, your survivor leagues. That's uh it's a chalk W every week. I love it. It is. It's starting to get pretty sad. Shout out to the Broncos for their first win of the year. Yeah. Tim Patrick six for one thirteen and a touchdown. Jerry Judy mossed the hell out of a defensive back to get his first touchdown catch of the that year. Was awesome. Yeah, that was so freaking cool. Um, Noah fan out. If you don't already, if Jerry Judy is not already owned in your league, I would suggest it. And Tim Patrick probably go out and check out what that dude's doing. Cause I think again, you know, no losing Noah fan is going to make it a little easier uh, for what looks like a Brett lip Rippin led offense for a little while moving forward um, on to the next game. Let's do Joe Burrow gets his first win at home over the Minshew uh, Gardner Minshew led Jaguars. So the Jaguars are now one and three. Bengals one, two, and one. Minshew didn't look terrible. Um, didn't look great. Didn't look terrible. Joe Burrow looked pretty good. Again, not terrible, but this was pretty much just Joe Mixon's game. He did whatever he wanted. 25 carries, 151, and two touchdowns on the ground. Also contributed with six catches, 30 yards, and another touchdown uh, through the air. Tyler Boyd, again, had pretty much everything that we wanted. A.J. Green. Uh, it seems like he's kind of done. And T. Higgins, again, four for 77. I mean, he's starting to get a, a lot of targets as well. Talk to me about what you saw from this game, what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh, always love Joe Mixon. I am a big Joe Mixon fan. And I believe that was the greatest fantasy performance of his career. Wow. I so it makes sense. Like a monster day, 180 all-purpose, three touchdowns with six receptions in PPR. That is just a mo- – I mean, in any format, that's a monster day, but you get the extra six in PPR. Mm-hmm. Wow. So good for him. I was all on him in the beginning of the week and then heard he went to the hospital 
Saturday mm-hmm. and like stayed the night there too. I just woke up Sunday morning and said, I'm good to go. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, so that was awesome. I did go back to him in tournaments. So that saved, no, like I lost this weekend. First time all year that I had a losing week in football, but that was bound to happen. You're not just going to win GPPs all year long or, you know, place in them all year long. I think that's what I say in my article. Obviously you're never just going to take first week after week after week. That'd be badass, but uh, yeah, great things for Mixon moving forward. It looks like this offensive line kind of figured it out. Joe Burrow didn't get nearly as much pressure as usual, and it was a really good game script for Mixon. This is the first time that Cincinnati did not have 40 pass attempts, and this game was kind of in their hands the whole time. The Bengals were my favorite bet of the week in addition to the Cleveland Browns, so that's good. Whatever I didn't do in DFS, the bets kind of savored me. We'll get into another crazy one in a bit, but uh, A.J. Green, great point let's see what the snap counts were. I I didn't see a whole lot of A.J. Green. It looks like, yeah, like you said, T. Higgins is going to take over that wide receiver two role. Is is A.J. Green just washed or what's going on? I don't It's weird, man. Like, right, he was getting all the targets those first couple games of the year. Obviously, we lost that uh, over prop on receptions when he had 15 targets but couldn't catch the ball five times. So that was, you know, a little salty on our part, but it's just weird. It's we. I mean, he still had five targets, so obviously by no means is he out of this offense. And when we're seeing the Bengals throw the ball just about 40 times a game this past game, I think we have the number led at 36. There's still some opportunity for him, but it's starting to get it's starting to get a little interesting. Um, I was a big fan of him, especially where he was going drafted in your season longs. But it's definitely something to monitor moving forward because it looks like I mean, John Ross, I don't know if he's hurt or if he's just a scratch and they're just like, we're done with you. But T. Higgins clearly is looking like the number two. And Tyler Boyd seems like Joe Burrow's number one re- receiver moving forward. So, uh, you know, people that own him, very, uh, very lucky or very, very fortunate there. On the, he's a beast. Uh, he's been fantastic, man. He's been absolute. Last year, he was good. This year, he's looked very good. He gets a bunch of targets, bunch of yards, bunch of catches. You can't really get angry about it. DJ Chark, though, on the other side, eight for 95 and two touchdowns. You've been uh, talking about him a lot this year. He finally got some a uh, good amount of targets, almost 10 targets, had eight catches, two touchdowns. I mean, that's that's finally a game that we were looking for, and I'm grateful I played him in a couple of leagues as well. Yeah, I think I had him ranked as a top 15 wide receiver in almost every format that I've done. I have him in as many leagues as I could get him in. I think the only league I didn't get him in was one where he was like a value keeper based on where he was drafted mm-hmm. the last year, so someone kept him in like round 13, which makes perfect sense, but... Yeah, uh, look for big things with him moving forward. He is definitely Minshew's guy. He is by far their most talented receiver, and he is their number one threat in the red zone. So if you got DJ Chark, obviously you had the injuries to worry about early on, but if you weathered the storm and hopefully your running back core is not depleted with all the guys going down, if you got Chark as your wide receiver one or wide receiver two even, like that's a great spot to be. So, yeah, have confidence in Chark moving forward. James Robinson, another solid game, just didn't get in the box. Yeah. Uh, and they're giving him all the workload as in the backfield. He had 90% of their carries this week, 4.4 yards per carry. Not bad. Nothing special there. Cincinnati's D actually came to play a little bit, but four catches, 32 yards for Robinson. This guy's a three down back. And I've been saying it all offseason. I thought Joe Mixon was going to be a three down back, and we're finally seeing it. They did not need to go to Gio Bernard, but they also weren't chasing points at this game. So we'll see what happens when the next time that they're. You know, chasing points, do we get more Geo and they let Mixon rest? I don't know. It seems like Mixon is just by far their best player, whether it's on the ground or through the air. They should just go to him because that's what you know. He's yeah. he's a once in a, he's a once man. every couple year 
talent, you know, because it's a terrible offensive line and they don't really have that good of an offensive scheme besides just passing it a ton and he's getting it done. He's just a really special player. He's getting it done. I'm glad you quite didn't go with generational there. That might have been a little bit of a step, but I, I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. Once every few years, <laughs> uh, dude knows what he's doing. And then the last thing, uh, you did say that Joe Burrow finally didn't get any pressure, I would say is mostly because Jacksonville doesn't have anybody to pressure the ball after trading away their entire defense. So just yeah, we'll see how at. it goes next exactly. week, Baltimore. So maybe yeah. we see a lot more Giovanni Bernard. So everything we just said, yeah, it's not a good week for Mixon next week, but Antonio Gibson just mm-hmm. kind of carved up Baltimore too. So shout out to him because I am a truther. Something to look into. Let's go to another rushing attack. My goodness, the Browns 49, the Cowboys 38. It's much closer. The points look much closer than it actually was. The Cowboys did get this into within three, I think, right? Or four. I, I don't remember. It was something ridiculous to see. I thought the Browns were going to lose. I almost put a live bet on the Cowboys because I actually thought they were going to do it again. But the NFC least, maybe. I mean, Dak throws... 58 times, 502 yards, four touchdowns. He had another interception, but the Browns, man, I mean, Baker and Jarvis Landry combined for about 200 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. But the more important thing, Cleveland ran the ball for 307 yards. Very rarely do you lose a game when you run for 300 yards. Unfortunate news, Nick Chubb is hurt. It looks like a MCL sprain, uh, so he's going to be out. He's got put on IR, so he's going to miss at least Three weeks, which sucks because he's looked phenomenal this year. But anybody out there that has Kareem Hunt, good for you guys. That is fantastic. Um, and it looks like Dearness Johnson got 13 carries. Dearness Johnson got 13 carries for 95 yards and actually led the Browns in rushing. Odell also had that incredible, incredible end around. He ends up with three touchdowns as well. Um, not that the Browns really need to throw the ball too much. Man, I mean... This Cowboys team is fun to watch on offense, but man, could they be any worse on defense? Like they can't stop the pass. They can't stop the run. What the hell is Mike McCarthy doing? Oh man, I don't know. It's really frustrating. Um, This is where I missed in DFS this week. Every single week we talk about a game we need to have one player on each side on. I thought it was Minnesota and Houston. It was certainly this game, but from the get-go, the pace was pretty slow. I really liked what we saw. They were just continuing to pound the rock. And then after Nick Chubb got hurt, it's like all hell broke loose in this game. Cleveland's like, well, we're just going to go to Odell because they can't stop him. We'll go to Landry because they can't stop him. They just can't. The secondary can't stop anybody. And then you had that end around by Odell. Man, he mm-hmm. ran like 12 yards backwards. They're like, where was the defense? I, was I don't amazing. Uh, I Jalen, Jalen I Smith that. just kind of like looked at Odell, just run right by him. And then he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to start chasing him. And it was way too far gone from then but yeah if you use Dak he was not in my player pool I completely took him out because I thought Cleveland was going to control the pace of this game and not score a ton of points so that would lead Dallas to kind of you know using their rushing attack as well Zeke didn't do much at all on the ground but he gets to his points via the air eight catches for him that's awesome he's just PPR gold he's fantasy gold regardless mm-hmm. like this is probably his worst game and he still got you 20 points so if mm-hmm. you got Zeke you're always in good shape but yeah, I couldn't have been more wrong. I did not see this game shooting out. I love the under on it. So just an all-around miss by me, I guess, no matter who's Dallas is playing. I, next week is the Giants, but like, do we really want to stack up the Giants or the Cow? Like, I know already, Sunday morning on the live stream, I'm going to be like, well, the Giants are uh, Dallas going to blow them out. And you don't want to get a whole lot of exposure to this game besides Zeke, and we'll see it's... I don't know. I, that's just so frustrating. I missed by that much on that game because I was relatively correct on Miami Seattle 
there really was not a lot of fantasy production for any one player that was super chalky. So it was a pretty good fade. It was a decent fade for Russ. Metcalf, Lockett didn't do a whole lot. You didn't need them. And I don't think any huge winning lineups that I reviewed had them. It was pretty much all just Browns and Cowboys stacked up and then Joe Mixon. So I had Mixon. I had the Seattle-Miami fade for the most part. I just, I don't know. I completely missed this game and I had a ton of Nick Chubb. So obviously him going down yeah. so early, that's that's never going to work. I mean, he but. had six, what is it, six carries for 43 yards. He was obviously going to be on a tear. He did all that in the first quarter. Like it was going yep. to be an obvious like 25 carry, 152 touchdown game for him. Unfortunately, it didn't end up working and he goes down for a minimum of three weeks. I think I saw Adam Schefter tweet. Probably I think six is what I saw. Yeah, yeah. probably going to be sucks. six. Which is, I have just so much Nick Chubb too. But I mean, dearness Johnson, are we picking him up? Is this because they were up by, I don't know, it was what, 41 to 14 at one point? They're not going to run Kareem Hunt and get him hurt in the same game. Is this Johnson guy worth picking up in a couple leagues or do you think this is pretty much Kareem Hunt's backfield until uh, further notice? I don't know. That's such a good question. I mean, if you have Kareem Hunt, like this is what we talked about in the offseason. When you do handcuff, handcuff positive running systems. And this was the first one that I mentioned every single week is Stefanski's outside zone schemes. Amazing. You see it here. What Nick Chubb averaged 7.2 a carry, Kareem Hunt 6.5, the Ernest Johnson 7.3 a carry. We don't need to talk about uh, Odell Beckham because that's not true you know their mm-hmm. their running scheme or anything that's just some trickery if you will but i guess you could do well the the running back player pool is so damn slim right now you probably do have to use dearness johnson because they're not just going to go full on kareem hunt they're going to use the the two-headed monster that's just how this offense is built i don't want to say dearness johnson is part of a two-headed monster but he's going to get some tick he didn't look bad like the yeah. uh the run where uh I think it was Hooper leading the way for him. Like he had great vision on that run. So he's certainly talented. He's an undrafted free agent though. So like obviously people don't mm-hmm. like him, but it's interesting. He, yeah. He's, he's going to get playing time in one of the best running systems in the NFL. So you certainly got to pay attention. To that. It's just how, how deep, how bad is your season long team right now? Or how hurt are they that you, you need to go down to Dearness Johnson. Well, I'm probably going to have to do that, uh, unfortunately, in a couple leagues. Uh, one thing of note, uh, Zeke, yes, 12 carries, 54 yards, really nothing too crazy. But as you said, he still catches eight balls for 71. Anybody playing ESPN, if you noticed, uh, I had Zeke. I wasn't watching the game. I got a touchdown. And then probably about two hours later, they took that touchdown back because I guess he never crossed the plane. They gave it to Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard got in. So uh, that uh, that that didn't help. That did not help. See that uh, that sucks too. I one hundred percent faded Zeke, and he didn't do it. So like, ah, oh, I, I was so right on so many things. And just get here positive. You had Browns minus four and a half, and you said to hammer that plus four gonna, and a half. I'm plus sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, half, yes, yeah. plus four and a half. Minus four and a half would work too. But uh, yeah, you yep. had that. You told people to hammer it, and I mean, it was pretty much once they were up forty-one fourteen. It's difficult for Dallas to come all the way back, including the point spread. So interesting game. Mari Cooper, 12 for 134. I mean, essentially, CeeDee Lamb had two touchdowns. Dalton Schultz comes back. He has another touchdown. I mean, this this Cowboy offense, it seems like if their defense is going to be this bad, it's just uh, a consistent constant that you're going to have to just keep on riding. I think that part is pretty darn important. Um, Let's move on. We have this game almost got canceled. The Saints game uh, in Detroit, it almost got canceled. It was terrifying for a second. They said Alvin Kamara was sitting next to the guy who had tested positive, a fullback, if I'm not mistaken. I got scared. Everybody got scared. Coolest part about this game, you had Latavius Murray scoring two touchdowns at plus 1,800. I got it on FanDuel. 
Kaching, uh, Latavius Murray scores two touchdowns, and we get that plus eighteen hundred. So thank you, sir, for making me a lot of money this weekend. I really yeah. do appreciate it. Yeah, it saved the week, man. That did. That was great. I had no, so no many people text me like because I, I gave that bet out to like everybody. I posted an eighty article too, so yep. everybody should have had that. It was only like a half unit risk too, so you might as well always roll the dice on Ten those. Bucks. But whatever. It seems every single week I have a two touchdown call mm-hmm. and it works. I'm I'm glad it was. Uh, it made perfect sense for me to use Slat Murray. That was before we knew about Calvin or Alvin Kamara. So. Mm-hmm. It's not like I was just reading in the Kamara may said we can get good value on a price or something like that because uh, it probably was off the board Saturday night. And then when they said the game was back on Sunday, yeah, I saw that 18 to 1. I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Let's go. Let's go. And the weird part about this game, the Lions were up 14 to nothing. So everyone was like, oh my God, the Saints are done. The Saints are dead. The Saints are dead. And then they kind of just took over this game and did whatever they wanted. Uh, Lions made it a little interesting in the third and the fourth quarter, but again, the Saints cover the spread. I think it ended at three and a half, so they they cover it, well, not relative ease, but easy enough. It wasn't too big of a deal moving forward. Um, Kenny Galladay caught a touchdown, which was cool. DeAndre Swift, um, they gave him carries, which is kind of nice. I mean, compared to last week where they refused to let him run the ball, they at least gave him four this week. Carry on Johnson, pretty much get rid of him if you have him. He didn't do anything. Three carries, one catch, not too much. Swift also caught a touchdown and a couple balls. Amendola, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders came to life. Traquan, uh, Traquan Smith had two touchdowns. Anything from this game of note that you really liked? Or, I mean, Alvin Kamara rushing the ball 19 times? We haven't seen that too many this uh, that much this year. No, I think it's just a product of he was like one of the only healthy bodies on that offense outside of Lat Murray and Emmanuel Sanders. Traquan Smith, I would have never played anyway. He was more expensive than Emmanuel Sanders. So I did have some Sanders. Galladay was a letdown. I know he got in the box, but only eight targets in a game that they were chasing points in after that huge lead. Yeah. He didn't do much in the first half. I think that was his touchdown, though. But I had so much Galladay this week, especially against New Orleans, who had nobody healthy in that secondary. And it's not like the Lions didn't move the ball. Stafford had, oh, he only had 206 yeah. yards. I thought he was way over than that. So. I don't know. That was just a terrible game plan for Detroit, especially going up 14 yeah. nothing. Oh, I don't know what happened there. Going up 14 nothing, they end up only running the ball 22 times. Now, again, New Orleans stormed back at the half. It was 28-14, so they scored 28 on answer. They might have scored 35 on answer. I'm not 100% sure on that. But, I mean, only running the ball 22 times. I mean, having a total, less than 300 total yards of offense, very confusing. Um just all in all, just Matt Patricia at his finest. Uh, and I think it's something that we're going to be making fun of continuously moving forward. Uh, let's go to the Seattle Seahawks traveling down to Miami. Uh, as you said, this was kind of a fade spot for you. Now, Russell Wilson still 362 touchdowns. Chris Carson got in the box a couple times, which is always nice. We love seeing it. I mean, we thought he was going to be out for three weeks. Dude comes back, 16 carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns, catches three balls for another 20 as well. Uh, Metcalf went over 100. Lockett did nothing, absolutely nothing, four total targets for him. On the Miami side, it was kind of nice. Miles Gaskin gets a lot of the run, 10 carries, so I think it's very clearly his backfield. Ryan Fitzpatrick ran the touchdown, in though, of course. And Isaiah Parker, or I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, Devontae Parker, 10 for 110. He uh, looked like he did his thing. Gasicko, not too much, though, only three targets, a little disappointing. No, that was a um, big letdown for yeah, Gusecki. I thought it was a great spot. There's no linebackers in Seattle. I think, I mean, KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner, I think are still there, but they're like, have to be like a hundred million years old at this point. So like, what are we doing? But um, what was it about this game going into the week that kind of led you to believe that this might be a nice fate spot? I thought Seattle would kill him. Okay. Plain and simple. And uh, I did, I predicted three interceptions for Fitzpatrick. He only had two. Had two. So 
that's an L for me. But no, I just thought Seattle was absolutely going to pound him, and I did not want to invest in Fitzpatrick or Russell Wilson in what should have been a blowout, in my opinion. They still won by eight, and I feel like Seattle had that game in their hands the whole time. I, I was never, you know, everybody said it was a trap game. I I didn't bet either side of this game because it very well could have been a trap game. It's a really good spot for it, but oh, Miami is not good. Plain and simple. I think teams just kind of good teams can do whatever they want on them. You could run on them. You could pass on them. It's kind of just whatever you want to do. I just didn't like the pace in this game, even though it did get up to 54 points. I did take the under, but it was 54 and a half. So, whoo, snuck out there. But Sneaky. yeah, it was a pretty good fade on 22% owned DK Metcalf and like 25% owned Lockett. So yeah. I was right there. I just so frustrating. I did not have enough Cleveland Dallas. Um, did want to make a quick thing about DeAndre Swift. We talked about him getting a lot more run, or you did. That's a really good point. And they're going on a bye week this week. So I think if you're in a really good spot in your fantasy league, your season-long league, and if you can get DeAndre Swift for a pretty low price to someone that needs a win and can't afford to – I doubt the guy was even starting him. Maybe in PPR you're starting him. But I think after this bye week, we're going to see a lot more DeAndre Swift. So if you're in a good spot to buy low – or sell someone on your bench high for DeAndre Swift to the guy that owns him. I think that's a really good plan moving forward. I think DeAndre Swift's going to get involved. Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb owners, like myself, in different leagues. So Yeah, go get DeAndre Swift cheap if you can. I think that's a good play. Well, you don't have them this week, though. They're on buy, I think. Well, hopefully I can get them for cheaper then. Um, All my friends that don't listen to this show keep not listening to this show. So, uh, interesting game. Russell Wilson, still a magician, still doing his thing. He did throw an interception, which we haven't seen too much of from him this year. Um, So, I'm actually going to go a little out of order uh, because we just got some breaking news. We have the Vikings-Texans game. The Texans lose. They are 0-4. Something that I was just notified of or at least reminded of, which is awesome. The Dolphins own the Texans first and the Texans' second-round picks next year. And news just broke that Bill O'Brien has finally been fired as the offensive, as the head coach and the general manager of the Texans. He's gone? Thank God it took wow. this long. I mean, yeah, I had to go a little out of order. This is the second show we've done where we keep breaking news. Unfortunately, we're never live when we do these things. These are just for the podcast, but there we go. So let's let's hop to that Texans Vikings game a little bit. I know you said you liked it. I mean, I know you love the Dalvin Cook over. We smashed that pretty quickly. Um, so that is good. Poor DeAndre or Deshaun Watson has zero help after trading away one of the best wide receivers in the league for a washed up running back that they're paying a lot of money to. They have no first, no second, and I'm confident they had don't have a couple other picks somewhere along the way just because Bill O'Brien, the general manager, loved to trade that shit away. Uh Talk to me. The The Vikings finally won. Deshaun Watson, this was supposed to be a smash spot for him and the receivers. I mean, Will Fuller did well, 6 for 108 and a touchdown. Somehow, Brandon Cooks got zero catches, so that really screwed me over in a couple leagues. But, I mean, let's start with the Texans because, obviously, the breaking news. How do you feel about this offense even without Bill O'Brien finally not on the sideline? I have no idea. Why did they run an option on third and goal? Good question. That, that was so stupid. Deshaun Watson literally carried him down that the last drive to tie the game up, and I obviously wanted more points for Watson because I was so heavy on him in DFS, cash games, and GPPs. I just went all in. He had th- 300 yards, two scores, so he got his. He mm-hmm. had the, the flame emoji on DraftKings, so we were right on him. But, man, Fuller had a ton of him, but I did also double stack him with a chalky-ass Brandon Cook, something I never do. I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought it was that good of a spot. I still believe it was, but 
I don't know. This team, I, I'm not going to roster them for a while. I want to see what happens now with the coaching turnover. Um, always play Delvin Cook, I guess, man. That was awesome. I had a ton of him. I had a ton of Justin Jefferson who went over 100. So it's mm-hmm. like I was pretty good on this game stack. It's just Cleveland and Dallas went off. You're going to, for, you don't, it's every it's, game I'm going to, it's going to haunt me. Don't do this to yourself. Adam Thielen, I know you're not a huge fan of him. Uh, he's had some good games this year. He's had some bad games, but this was, I mean, the last couple of weeks, he's had some really good games, eight for 114 and a touchdown. I mean, how do you, Moving forward, Vikings defense sucks, so they're going to have to throw the ball. Yeah, it's really bad. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Thielen's good. And Roby played well on him, too. So, you know, Thielen is shutting me up. I'm not a Thielen believer, but he's doing really well. Justin Jefferson is an absolute stud. I love watching him play. I wish he got even more targets, but Thielen is Kirk's boy. So you're going to see a lot of him, but... Yeah, Vikings are going to be chasing points a lot. Who do they got coming? Let's see. Um, super prepared for everybody here. Um, oh, they're Sunday football against Seattle. Damn, that would have oh, been a really good, uh, really, really good real life, uh, the main slate type of stack there because you could do everything on Seattle and you yeah. can do everything on Minnesota. So everybody that bailed on Lockett, the total in this game is 58 points right now. Holy smokes. Hammer so, that over, everybody. Yeah, Hammer that's going to be fun. Get out of that over. It's going to be 35, 34, hopefully. And we we sail. We sail past that over. But yeah, man, weird game. Kirk Cousins still sucks. Don't know how. Dalvin Cook, absolute animal. Uh, um, Madison even got, Alexander Madison got in the box as well. So if you, you're falling real deep with those injuries, uh, hey, at least you got that. That's kind of cool. Did he have any catches? Nope, nothing out of the backfield. But yeah, uh, good. Bill O'Brien's a terrible head coach. He's a, I might... Okay. Is Bill O'Brien a worse head coach or a worse GM out of curiosity? Uh, GM. I would say GM too. I think I would go with GM too. So that is, we went a little out of order there, but uh, I think that part is pretty important to get to. All right, let's get back in order. Tom Brady uh, turns back the clock. Can I say that? I think he threw for five touchdown passes, almost 400 yards. Um, Ronald Jones ran for 111 Justin Herbert didn't look terrible. 20 to 25, three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, they couldn't run the ball because, unfortunately, Austin Eckler got hurt. It looked like it was a bad injury, too, unfortunately, and it does not look like he's going to be back. So we have Nick Chubb, we have Austin Eckler, we have Christian McCaffrey, we have Saquon Barkley, all down, um, all legitimate first-round picks. I think Austin Eckler was going a little closer to the second round. Nick Chubb, same thing. But either way, man, this has just been brutal for running backs this year. Hopefully everyone stays healthier or comes back healthy in some way shape or form uh josh kelly they tried to give him some rushing opportunities nine carries seven yards i think he lost a fumble as well this tampa defense while can't run on them yeah you can't run on them you could throw on them a little bit but i think what there was a pick six in there so 31 of those you know 24 point i don't know it was a weird game weird game i mean the chargers were up 24 to 7 and then that's when the buccaneers just kind of went on a rampage and tom brady started doing his thing uh mike evans definitely still hurt Still gets seven for 122 and a touchdown. <laughs> Scotty Miller, little white dude. Tom Brady loves him. Five for 83 and a touchdown. OJ Howard ruptured his Achilles, but before he did that, three for 50 and a touchdown. So OJ I Howard. I called a touchdown on the live stream. Yeah. All yeah. right. I like yeah. that. This, this guy right here. Um, Gronk got a couple targets. Cameron Brake caught a touchdown. So Cameron Brake has a touchdown before Gronk does this year, I think. I think that's something uh, interesting. Now OJ Howard's out of the mix. So it's just two tight ends. I mean, how do you feel about 
some of these chargers again with with josh kelly not looking so great it looks like justin jackson actually got a little bit more run than he did after he fumbled the ball of course both sides what, what are you feeling in terms of uh fantasy moving forward well you got to pick up justin jackson it's not sexy or anything but it's going to be a viable running back moving forward uh, Herbert's kind of a stud. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that, man. Yeah. He it, like Tampa's pass defense is not great, but they are they were ranked top five in DVOA going into that game. Tampa hasn't played anybody yet, but it's a pretty solid defense, a really good pass rush. The running defense is just insane good and have been for the last two years. So don't run on them. Don't pick running backs against them. Uh, but I don't know, man. I don't really have a lot of love and anything on the Los Angeles side, but Herbert's probably going to be in play for DFS moving forward, especially if he's priced pretty low because he does like to carry the ball. I think five, yeah, five carries this week. So he does look to run a little bit. Keenan Allen, he absolutely loves him. Mm-hmm. Henry only had three targets. That was pretty surprising, especially when they got in a uh, hurry up mode towards the end to try to get back in this game or try to get back to win this game. They were obviously in it the whole time. But yeah, uh, it sounds like Mike Evans is questionable moving forward i think he's still injured or got re-injured in that game his hamstring or something but came back in whatever the case may be keep an eye on that but because godwin's probably going to miss another week or two so it's gonna be interesting without oj howard i don't know i i guess we could potentially punt on cameron Brait, but i'm just not into gronk right now he just does mm-hmm. not look like the old gronk and it makes sense he's he's getting pretty old and banged up but yeah, saving him for the playoffs. That's all you have to yeah. tell him. Saving him for the playoffs. Um, but yeah, Ronald Jones, know. hell of a day for him though. Yeah, twenty for one ten. Did not expect that honestly. I uh, do not think Ronald Jones is very good. This six doesn't help catches, my cause, but yeah. Hey, Keyshawn Vaughn caught a touchdown too. Good for sure him. did. Finally, man, yeah. I was all about him in the off season. Well, see we'll what see. happens. Looks like Lashawn McCoy's done. So Keyshawn Vaughn is up. Yeah. Lashawn McCoy out took long enough honestly don't really know why they even bothered signing him but it was a fun game i actually watched that whole game because i didn't have red zone this weekend and this was weirdly enough the chargers buccaneers game was the one o'clock game on cbs for some reason super weird but i watched it and it ended up being kind of cool uh moving on we have the ravens the baltimore ravens playing the washington football club they won by 14 I think that's what the spread was, unless it ticked up to 14 and a half. I think it was a 13, 13 and a half. Uh, Robert Griffin III got a little bit of run. He did throw an interception, though, which kind of sucks. Uh, LaShawn, uh, I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson, fantastic. 53 yards on the ground and a touchdown with an awesome touchdown run. Threw for a couple touchdowns as well. Again, three-headed, I'm not even going to call him a monster, just three <laughs> running backs they have. Gus Edwards has the most carries and the most yards. So one of these days, one of these days, somebody's going to tell me that he's the best back in that backfield because, again, they keep giving him the run. Granted, they were up by, like, 28 points, but whatever. I'm going to sit next to the Gus Bus Rutgers legend, Antonio Gibson as well. Great, great game, 13 for 46. Terry McLaurin, absolute animal, 10 for 118. Where's Marcus Peters when you need him? Mark Andrews, a couple touchdowns, finally. Fun game. Uh, It was kind of, uh, everyone kind of knew. I mean, it was 28-10 at half, and then that was pretty much a boring game after that. But did this game tell you anything did it at least reassure you of baltimore a little bit moving forward did it give you some extra cause for terry mclaurin not that you needed any of it antonio gibson anything on that side no i mean mclaurin's a wide receiver one uh, he's getting a ton of targets 14 targets in this game washington's likely to be chasing points in most of the games they play this year so that's great and now it's it's a full run for antonio gibson he is their lead running back they're using him in the passing game love it he's finally a three down back so Keep an eye on his price moving forward because I will be very interested in him next week against the Rams. You could run on L.A. So 
let's go. They're going to be a nine-point dog. So if they're chasing points early, like we think they will, McLaurin probably going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey unless he's suspended for whatever was going on with Golden Tate in that mm. game. Um, I don't know if the league Fine. will take action in that, but usually they like to go out of their way to suspend people for stuff. Mm-hmm. So I uh, definitely am interested in Antonio Gibson this week. Let's see if he's got a price out yet. The way too early calls. Oh, um, well, you've been pretty good on those two this year. Sure have. 5K on DraftKings. Absolutely. He's in play this coming week. Love it. Don't get much cheaper than that. I don't Dwayne think. Haskins. When do we? When does Ron Rivera just be like, "Yo, dude, you're you're a terrible quarterback. We can't use you anymore." <laughs> I don't know, and that's they don't have any other options. Alex, do Smith. they? Half of Alex Smith. I, can he one-legged play? Alex Smith would probably be better than Dwayne Haskins. I mean, for his health, I would prefer if he not went out there. But if he's cleared by independent doctors, not by Redskins doctors, Washington Football Club doctors, <laughs> no, 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 we can't have him cleared by them. But if he's cleared by his own doctors to play, he'd be a better, you know, better fit. I mean, honestly, I think at this point the Redskins are just going to try and lose the rest of their games. Get Justin Fields. Get that kid from North Dakota State. Get Trevor Lawrence. Because uh, I think it's very quite clear that Dwayne Haskins is not the quarterback of the future, but hey, I can't really talk. I'm a Giants fan. Let's move on to the Cardinals and the Panthers. Cardinals favored by three and a half going out east to Charlotte. Panthers kind of just beat him up. Kyler Murray did not do so great. He had three touchdowns, but threw for 133 yards. They ran for another 129 on the ground. Kenyon Drake, 13 carries, 35 yards. Not much doing there. Most of that really came on a Kyler Murray 48-yard run. The Teddy Bridgewater-led Panthers, two touchdowns, 276 in the air, 168 yards on the ground. Um, what the hell's going on with the Cardinals? This is two weeks in a row they kind of laid an egg against a team they absolutely should have beat. I don't know. Their defense isn't good. Um, I know everybody thought they'd be a lot better, but I don't know. This was a complete lay of the egg. Mike Davis is good. Let's just go out and say that. Teddy Bridgewater is pretty good. This Matt Rule offense is super impressive. I did not have Carolina pegged for, I don't even think I had them for one win yet Mm -hmm. at this point of the season when I was doing their prediction for the full year. So good for them. Robbie Anderson is their wide receiver one. And another reason that I still don't understand how I did so bad in DFS because DJ Moore was the easiest fade on the board at 25% ownership. He did absolutely nothing. Robbie Anderson was like 5% on. We went there one yard away from the three point bonus. That always sucks, but I don't know. Kenyon Drake. Good God. That pisses me off. I'm done with him. He is on a list. He's on the no fly zone at my DFS airport. Done. The sticks done with them. DFS airport uh, with the Latavius Murray wing. I think we can call it because we won a bunch of money on him. But <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I mean, this should have been a smash spot for Kenyon Drake. We know we can run on the Panthers. We've seen it all year. They've been terrible against the run, but somehow the Panthers beat the Chargers in a game that the Chargers probably should have won, but I think they had like four or five turnovers or something ridiculous. This game, only one turnover for the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins, nine targets, seven catches, but only 41 yards. It's just, it was weird. Christian Kirk, I will be the first person to tell you, I think he sucks. He caught a touchdown. I don't think that makes him good three for 19 and a touchdown, but still like what it's just such a weird, how, how this team can look so incredible against some teams and then just so bad. How do you only throw for 133 yards with Deandre Hopkins and you threw the ball 31 times. It's not like they threw it 20 times. Like that's a little alarming. Right. And like, they didn't take a deep shot either. I don't know what this offense has never changed they didn't do anything they're they stuck to their game plan and caroline just beat their ass very weird but yeah mike davis obviously looking very good caught a couple balls for 27 yards 
16 carries. Uh, I mean, he did well. And shout out Teddy Bridgewater, man. Shout out Teddy Bridgewater. After the worst injury on ever recorded history, uh, he then comes out and does what he does. Uh, so let us move on. Another weird game. Rams favored by 13 and a half points. Only beat the Giants by eight. Uh, and it should have been less. That Cooper Cup touchdown, kind of BS. Uh, somebody on the Giants should have tackled him. Whatever, that's not the point. Daniel Jones, another turnover. Uh, only one. He fumbled the ball, but he didn't lose that one. Uh, so he had one turnover. Jared Goff, 200 yards and a touchdown. Really, no, like, there was no offense. This game honestly kind of sucked. And I'm kind of disappointed I watched it. 9-17, to 17, not a fun game. Uh, we like Darrell Henderson. Daryl Henderson, I apologize. Uh, what the hell? Why did they give him? Dude, they just hate him. I don't know. I do not know. He looked all right on that first drive, and then they went to uh, what they do. They ran that play action touchdown to Gerald Everett right away. Or no, jet sweep to Gerald yeah. Everett. It's like, all right, Henderson's going to come down the field, score a touchdown, let's go. I don't know. I guess they hate him. That's where that, that's just on me for recommending him in cash games. Everybody in the industry, though, was all on this guy and complete miss. I just don't understand why he only got eight carries when they were winning, too. They went to Malcolm Brown, who he looked better, but – Whatever. I guess no more timeshare guys I will ever try to get you guys to invest in. I'm sorry about that. But everybody in the world that he was a pretty popular player. I don't know what happened. But one great takeaway for this game and something I'm very interested in next game is one of these weeks, man, Evan Ingram is going to go nuts. He's got the mm-hmm. Cowboys this week. Ten targets against the Rams here. This is pretty good defense. I'm I'm going back to the well with Evan Ingram. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be my tight end one this week. Let's see what his price is. It should be relatively low, 4,600. Absolutely. Wow. Evan Ingram week. I'm, Evan I'm Ingram. sick of it. He's going to – the talent's going to be there, man. It's going to pay off. There. That's never yeah. been the question. The talent has always been there. He's incredible. Uh, he just is always hurt or dropping – balls that's really what it comes down to so yeah he uh he got a bunch of targets didn't really do much with it but again you're right i mean at some point he's gonna break one he's way too fast to not uh just just as of note um in this game the ball was thrown 68 times by two quarterbacks and we broke we didn't we had didn't exactly break 400 190 yards. <laughs> yards which that is a terrible game man that it was just it was boring as hell and also of note one thing to worry about with that evan ingram call yes they're playing the cowboys so maybe that works but the cow the giants have not scored a touchdown in their last 10 quarters of football they didn't score this week they didn't score a touchdown this week last week against san francisco last touchdown they scored was in the first half of the bears game of week two so Hopefully the Cowboys can be the cure for the common uh, terrible offense. So we'll see what happens there. Weird game. Very weird game to say the least. Uh, another game that just sucked. Colts 19, Bears 11. Now, this game, while it was never that far apart because the Colts only scored 19 points, it was never really that close. Jonathan Taylor, 17 carries. Naheem Hines, 9 carries. Wilkins, Nine carries. Philip Rivers even had a couple carries, but I think those are all nil down. Those are the knees. Yep. What's going on? Why are we not? And I think you tweeted it out. Free Jonathan Taylor. Like, why won't the Colts let this guy do his thing? Because he clearly has the talent, but for some reason they just aren't letting him loose. I don't know. He was my favorite GPP play of the weekend. Um, it was the right call. You could run all over Chicago. Jonathan Taylor was doing it, averaging four carry. Naeem Hines gets nine carries, averages 2.7. Jordan Wilkins, nine carries, averages 1.7. Why are you giving these guys 18 carries and Jonathan Taylor only 17? It doesn't make any sense at all. 
I'm baffled. I appreciate Frank Reich. I think he's a really good coach and a good coordinator. I don't know what the hell he's doing. This game was it should have just been all Jonathan Taylor and Chicago never even should have never made it close. And they did because he was just messing around on offense all day, I guess. It was I don't know. So frustrating because Taylor's good and you saw it. Like he has great vision. He avoids tackles. Uh, always keeps his feet moving. Like I, I don't know, and he could do it via the pass too. I don't know. They should just r- ride this guy, man. I don't understand it. I, I, I mean, let's chalk it up to saving some carries, maybe. I mean, again, this game was what sixteen to three for most of the game. Uh, and then the Bears finally were like, "Hey, you know, we have this guy, Allen Robinson. Let's throw him the ball." And I think what he has five catches for like seventy yards in the fourth quarter and a touchdown alone. Um, so it's weird. Nick Foles, um, seems like he should just kind of be a relief quarterback moving forward. Yeah, it's right? pretty bad. Yeah. The bears need an opener. They need to go MLB yes. style. <laughs> there we go. That might work. They need, uh, oh man, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, he's just only good, I guess, out of the bullpen. So it's a mindset. He's got a closer's mindset. He's not a starter, man. We've seen it happen. We've seen it happen in the big leagues before. He cannot close games. Up. Bear, Bears yeah. need to hire Kevin Cash, I guess, to uh, coach the Bears and just use the opener strategy and then bring in Foles for long relief and just win games. Love it. I love it. Um, David Montgomery. Sucked, though. Yeah. And carries 27 yards. Literally, there was nothing good in this game except uh, we hit the over on Rascal Pascal's um, yards. Unfortunately, we did not hit the over on Phil Rivers. We were only like 30 short, which kind of sucks. And yeah, Allen Robinson doing what he did in the fourth quarter saved one of my season long teams. Thankfully, uh, the one where I had Nick Chubb go down and Tyler Lockett only catch two catches. So Darnell yeah. Mooney, the snaps are there. I told you about this guy a couple weeks ago. Get ready for Mooney. Nine targets. Uh, are the Bears on by coming up? Yes, they are. Mm. I believe. Mm. No, Graham, another four thought, catches. Uh, there we go. Something. The Bears get Tampa. Bay, don't they? Yeah, Bears, yeah, Tampa Bay, night. Thursday night. Brady comes to Chicago. Wish I could go. Um, but yeah, I don't, you don't want to play. Montgomery's going to be a bad season long start this week, but you probably have to play him, especially with what the receiver mm-hmm. pool is like. But maybe Mooney, if you're, uh, if you need a dumpster dive, Mooney's going to be in play. He's going to be in play. We'll see what happens. Uh, as we said, you can't really run on the, ba- uh, the, Bucks defense. Bucks. Kind of throw on them a little bit, though. We've seen a little bit of that. Uh, let's move on to another one of the late games. We have the Bills 30, the Raiders 23. Uh, Bills starting to become like cardiac kids a little bit. Uh, they had a nice big lead. They let the Raiders come all the way back. Then they then put it away. Josh Allen, first game without 300 yards this year, which is uh, funny because he never did it before then. Devin Singletary got a touchdown. Josh Allen threw for two, ran for one, which is nice. Stephon Diggs is just an animal dude and animal and i love watching him play with josh allen especially his rocket arm darren waller bunch of catches bunch of yards no touchdown nelson aguilar catches the touchdown the ghost of jason witten also caught a touchdown what did you like about this game i mean josh jacobs not so much what's going on we were super high on him are the bills that hard to run against i mean we saw no daryl henderson run for what 16 for 111 last week or something yeah, well, the Bills' defense is like 100% healthy now, so that was good. A, a lot of people probably, a lot of people probably like the Buffalo Bills' defense in season long, so it looks like they're healthy with uh, Edmonds and Milano back, so that's good. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, Josh Jacobs just super low owned, so I liked him in GPPs a little bit. But I went with Taylor over that because you you can't play everybody, but he, none of them did anything. Yeah, neither so. of them really did too much, unfortunately. <laughs> Frustrating, but yeah, Josh Allen, dude. I guess I got it in the projection model. I got to just start chalking up one full rushing touchdown mm-hmm. every single week. I think this week I put him at like point seven rushing touchdowns, and uh, I'm just not giving him enough credit. I guess this guy finds the end zone. It's it's incredible. Um, he is having such a phenomenal year. Uh, him and Russell Wilson. Kind of seemed like quarter of the way through your leaders in the pack for MVP. Derek Carr threw for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Again, they were down for most of the game and they had to come back. And then the Bills finally put him away. I think Stephon Diggs had a giant, what was that, 49 yard. I think we had the over on his yards too, which is pretty sweet. Uh, John Brown and Stephon Diggs did both, both did not go off in this game at the same time. So I feel like that's like the first time this season they've both been healthy and haven't. Uh, great game though. It was actually kind of fun to watch. I'm glad I got to check some of it out, but. Not too much else, I don't think. Play Josh Allen if you have him. I think that's really what we can come down to there. Uh, last game uh, tonight. Remember, we have two Monday night games if you're listening to this on Monday night after it comes out, so it should be fun. But the Eagles, uh, seven and a half point, I think, unless it went down to six nine. and a half point. No, they were nine point dollars. Nine? Holy shit. Yes. It's the easiest wow. bet of the world. That's insane. All right, Eagles is nine-point dogs. Whoa. Uh, they pull out the win in San Francisco. Honestly, I don't think they should have won, which is is kind of funny to say, but Carson Wentz kind of looked like shit. He had a really nice touchdown throw to a gentleman by the name of Fulgham. I think he was like a fifth-round draft pick out of Old Dominion, I think Al Michaels was telling us. So that was weird. Jalen Hurts, they keep trying to integrate this guy in the offense, and every time he comes in, it never works. So I love seeing it happen. I think he had a fumbled snap. He had just a broken um, pass back, pass back kind of play. It's uh, It's been ridiculous, but the Eagles pull out the win. Nick Mullins looks terrible. Awesome statistic I saw. C.J. Beathard goes 14 of 19 for 138 yards in the fourth quarter alone. If I'm not mistaken, it was like the last like six five minutes of the minutes, fourth, yeah. five minutes. So uh, I think maybe for the, six, I the pace of the game would have been, it, I saw something someone put up what his pace for the game would have been if he played a full 60. It was hysterical. It was like 1,400 yards, which of course would have been single game records, of course. But um, this 49ers offense, Greg Kittle, dude is insane. George. No, Greg. His name is Greg. Uh, yeah. Uh, talk to me. Did you like Dude, anything from this game? Like, I mean, what's going just, on? It's so fun watching him play. He just does not give a shit out there. Like, he throws his body around. He stiff arms everybody. Like, tackling this guy is impossible. 15 catches, 189 yards, or 183 yards, and the score. Uh, if you didn't have him in your captain spot at the showdown, you probably did not do well. But. Mm-hmm. It's good to see he's 100% healthy. I love that they waited, and everybody was kind of skeptical a bit because he had decoy, and I never really buy into that. It's like if a guy's going to play, he's going to play, unless it's Julio. I was Julio, just going to say, unless Julio is always a decoy. just seems like every time, every year he gets hurt for a couple games, and then he'll tough out a couple. Maybe even tonight he's going to be a decoy. I don't know, but Green Bay has nobody. Why did Green Bay not draft T. Higgins? So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Man, they could use him right now. Um yeah, I don't, it, there's not much to say about Philly. Everybody on their offense is hurt. So good to see them get a win. I mean, that was pretty impressive. And San Francisco, pretty much everybody's hurt for them. I just don't know why we don't see Jeff Wilson anymore. It looked like uh, Shanahan went to a one-back system for the first time in his life or first time since Devonta Freeman was in town in Atlanta years ago. But, I don't know, that was just a shitty game. It's yeah. So many injured people, but Ayuk, man, Ayuk is an absolute oh, star. I I wish they passed man. more. 
they they passed a lot last night, but then once this team's healthy, they're going to be pretty run heavy. So we'll, you will usually just see you know three to four to five targets for AU every single week moving forward, especially with Debo healthy now too and Kittle. Like there's just so many mouths to feed, and they don't pass enough for me to warrant you know starting AU in season long anymore. But if you're in a dynasty league, he is going to be a star someday. It's just I don't know if this is the offense to really let him shine in. He'll be a great contributor for this team, and they'll win games moving forward when they're healthy. But yeah, not a fantasy star just due to the volume or lack thereof once this team's healthy mm-hmm. and they go back to running the ball like crazy. Yeah, but that hurdle he had for that touchdown, that was freaking that was fantastic. Awesome. Had yeah. a couple catches. Yes, as you said, Debo Samuel's back. He got a carry, of course, because he, I think it's like contractually obligated that Kyle Shanahan <laughs> has to get Debo Samuel a rush at some point in the game. So it's fun. He's dynamic, too, obviously coming back. Uh, what was it Liz Frank? Or no. Liz, no, no, no. He broke his foot, Jones right? Fractor. That's it. The feet ones, we have a plantar fasciitis, a Liz Frank, a Jones Frank. I don't know who these people are or why they have injuries named after them, but he had one of those. Uh, He is back. He looks healthy. I think it's going to be a couple weeks until he's totally up to speed. Greg Kittle, George Kittle, absolutely fantastic. On the other side, we thought this was going to be a battle of tight ends. Zachers, four catches for nine yards. I know there's no one else to worry Mm -hmm. about in that offense, but that's still a very, very terrible stat line for someone who's supposed to be one of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah, they just schemed him out of the game. Hmm. You know, I did. That's what that game did to me. Put me to bed. I think I did fall asleep in the last two minutes. Too. So <laughs> usually I always stay up for those. But I'm excited for tonight's games. I know it's mm-hmm. more injury ridden teams, and we get to see Charlie uh, Hoyer. Yeah, it'll be Chaz. interesting. Mister Hoyer, she'll be fun. But uh, yeah, put man, put you in a uh, dumpster. <laughs> you know that movie? Um, which old school, right? I think it's old school. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I just thought it was funny that you asked somebody. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I, I got it. out. Or Cheese. Maybe his name's Cheese. I don't know. I get, watch Old School and uh, let us yes. know. We uh, butcher back to us. Yeah, <laughs> please watch Old School. Report back to us. Let us know where we messed up. But no, man, this was a, it was a weird week of football. Still had some fun. Uh, obviously, a couple more games tonight if you're listening on Monday. If you're listening on Tuesday, hopefully you go out and look at Justin Jackson a little bit. Hopefully you go out and pick up Dearness, whatever. I can't even remember his last name now for the Browns. Jackson, thank you. Uh, Johnson. And Justin Jackson. Get him. Justin Jackson. Whatever. Go pick up some backup running backs because you probably need them at this point. (laughs) But, hey, it was fun. We made a little bit of money on betting more than we did DFS, but as long as we're making money somewhere, that's the fun part. Latavius. Thanks a lot. Um, Where can everyone find you on the Internet? At Sticks Picks, S-T-I-X-P-I-C-K-S, and uh, happy Evan Ingram week, folks. And Desha- um, Deshaun Gibson, not Deshaun Gibson, uh, Antonio, Antonio Gibson. Too many. I'm not names. sure on that. I'm not signing off on Antonio Gibson week okay. yet, but okay. All right, I'm signing we'll off on Monday. Remember, we have the betting show on Wednesday. We have the live. We have the podcast come out on Saturday morning. We have the live stream come out on Sunday morning. Obviously, it's a live stream. A lot of content coming forward. We have articles. We have everything. And if you want, hop into our expert Discord chat, windailysports.com backslash chat seven free days you get to ask nick all the questions you want see all the questions you want adam uh he writes this incredible game by game breakdown it, it's i think it was fifteen thousand words this past week which i just wrote a book and it was forty thousand words so how he does this on a weekly basis shout out to adam he is absolutely incredible and i appreciate the hell out of him but oh you can find me at michael Brazil one make sure to follow us at wind daily sports there we go windailysports.com backslash chat for nick for the wind daily sports family for myself we hope you all make it a very profitable week five of the NFL.